just a bunch of witty banter. Good clip, Papa. Good clip. I'll equip. You'll have a clip. We'll both have a clip. What's up, everybody? This is Woody Banter, episode number 46. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. To my right is the man of a thousand voices, Hunter Dorsett. And to my left, the man whose biceps are almost as big as a social media presence. They're bigger. Greg Evans. Boop to pop. <laughs> doubling down on beeps. What's up, Following guys? my lead. How we doing? How we doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Yeah. Greg, yeah. you're a new voice on the show. We've been having a ton of guests on this season, and we wanted to extend the guest. We wanted the guest train to keep rolling, so we picked you out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and explain to the to the kind banter folks who you are and how you might know us? How I know you? Well, we've known each other many a year now. It's been a while. It, honestly. it has been a while. I think I was still in high school. Yeah, Chase was in high school. We might have been in high school because I remember like we partied together a couple times. I feel like we we kind of just started. I, I, I frequented the high schools. Yeah, <laughs> when I was in high school, not not currently. I had a mustache recently, so I have to kind of specify not currently. Yeah, but yeah. So met Chase. Um, had a job making sandwiches. And, oh uh, man, the the sandwich line. The sandwich line, and he actually trained me on Fourth of July. Just his, the two of us. His first day was Fourth of July, which is also like the busiest day of the year for Hubble and Hudson sandwiches. So they're like, you know what? We'll just give Chase this new dude on the busiest shift of the year, <laughs> and everything will go fine. But you know what? Greg stepped up like a champ. That sounds like Greg. We yeah. hit a grand slam, didn't we? Yeah, no, like um, I held off from launching fireworks, so that was the first victory, there launching fireworks yeah. in the sandwich bar. And, <laughs> yeah. And then he moved on to be a Karyatar's right-hand butt wiper. <laughs> well, uh, Jealous. Like, like he preferred me standing on the left, but if you want to say right-hand. We want to get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you're a fan of the show, you know to expect some beer talk. So let's go ahead and get right into that. Hunter, why don't you go ahead and introduce the beer that we're drinking? Okay, so listeners, uh, we have an interesting beer here. Yeah. I really Hunter don't... Pick this one. I really don't know how to like... St- no, I didn't. You you definitely picked this one out. Yeah. I, I said I liked I'm it because it looks... Give you some credit. Here, it looks right? like one of my magic cards. Um, <laughs> but it's cures called... Cures wave. <laughs> it cures wave. The crashing wave. Um, so... <laughs> It's this beer is called Ephemir, uh, and uh, it is from Unibrow Brewery. I mean, it's Una B R O U E. I'm gonna say Unibrow. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Just Una because Brow. I think it's funny. I think they're trying to play on play on the words there. Or it's foreign, and we're just ignorant. <laughs> completely yeah, ignorant. Yeah. I mean, either it's that or Unibrew, which is still funny. Um, so it says it's ale brewed with apple juice coriander, orange peel, and with natural flavor added. Natural flavor always gets us kind of, uh, you know, one of those, yeah, that, whatever that, makes that me turn means. Yeah, that turn my nose up a little bit. But it's a, uh, it's a white ale, and it says it's on lease. Um, I'm going to call out to either Chris Carter or Tyrell, if you are listening, or anyone that knows beer pretty well, if you know what it means for an ale to be on lease, L-E-E-S, we would love to know. Yeah. So go ahead and uh, mail the show in. It's a mystery right now. Um, it's 5.5% alcohol by volume. Okay. So a little lighter. So, yeah. So now, Greg, here on the show on Witty Banter, we've gotten pretty good at pretending like we know beer. Um, so when it comes to your own beer knowledge, what, what's your background? What do you bring into the table as you try, as you try to you know review this beer? Well, um, 
I have a beer advocate account for quite some time now. What is that? Point number one. Point number one. <laughs> and um, I think I'm about to get double points for my name. Uh, Always smooth. Always smooth. Like Keystone. <laughs> okay. For, for a while, um, you, you, you know, for one, I like to troll a bit on the internet. I can your, see that, yes. On your Facebook. So that's what I did on, <laughs> on the beer advocate. But um, as far as beers, um, I stick to a lot of stouts and uh, porter type things and like it's all like, making sense. That's now. good though. Yeah, um, like Founders Oatmeal Chocolate Stout's my favorite there of all you go. time. Boom, good so stuff like that. Okay, awesome. And like Five One Two's Pecan Porter. Yes. Oh man, yeah, so uh, that's a good Those kind for of beers. So this is mixing it up. You know, you you take a sip of it, the aroma of apple juice. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like you're about to go run around in the park, but it's actually quite yeah. delightful and easy to drink on the palate. Yeah. So you're enjoying your first taste then. Yeah. See the thing when we first read this description, Hunter, and it was brewed with apple juice. And it's got all of these uh, like coriander and orange peel notes on the bottle. The one thing I'm, I'm like, okay, if it's too sweet, I'm not going to like it. Okay. And that's what I'm going to be sort of figuring out as we go. Now, you just took your first sip. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? So I'm going to just throw this out there. I'm going to see if maybe anyone else feels the same way. On the nose, I feel like it smells it weird. It smells. There's a strange smell it's, to it's, it. But it's not like an attractive smell. No, it's a strange kind of older apple juice yeah. mixed with something else. Yeah. Like it's been sitting in the car for like quite As some time. I'm putting my nose in the, in, the, in the liquids, like getting to where it's about to enter my mouth, like I'm smelling just weirdness. But... When the when it's I actually smell start I've smelled before though when I actually start <laughs> tasting I, it I want to admit that taste <laughs> <laughs> whenever I start tasting it I like this it's lighter than I thought it was going to be I mean it's five point five it's decent but um, you know it's, it, it claimed to be a white ale um, it's a nice light crisp sort of beer it drinks fast it drinks fast it doesn't have a uh, it doesn't have a long flavor profile kind of gets in and out. Um, it's it's sweet, but it's it, for me it's not too sweet. So right it's not now. too sweet for you. No. For me, like I'd probably cap myself at two. So I'm glad I only have two. Okay, just because the sweetness. Level I can is see a bit that much, though. I can know? see that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of on board with what both you guys are saying. I'm gonna second all of that. Uh, as far as flavor notes, I'm gonna like that smell. I've smelled in beer somewhere else. It smells like I hate to say it, but it smells like throw up to me. <laughs> it smells like weird bile to it's me. It's rough. Yeah, I don't like it. It's a it's a strange smell. I, I want to try to get to the bottom of it and try to figure out what it is. Um, but also, just as far as the actual taste, that orange peel is what's coming through the most for me. Really? Like a citrusy. Really? Um, hmm. I guess for apple juice, it. I was expecting this just to be like, an, and with natural flavoring, I was thinking this was going to be like a spiked apple juice. I'm glad it's not. Yeah. I'm glad it's yeah. not like a cider or something, because uh, that would have been a real bummer. I can see where you're coming from, though. It's definitely something that you wouldn't be, like, binge drinking on. Yeah, you know, or even, like, like, I'd have, like, one or two just to start kind of, like, in lieu of dessert even. You know, because I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, because I, I don't do sweet that much as I have a chocolate bar in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we should mention the yeah, chocolate bar. Yeah, we need bar. to mention the chocolate bar Perfect because we have segue. listeners who will. Now, this Here. is interesting, okay? Let's go ahead and set up how this happened. Um, when, when Forrest Collada was on the show, what, the first time? Yeah, it was the first time. We had a big ordeal um, over the fact that Hunter never tried a Tolberone. He, he came on the show. He had his first Tolberone. I, I can't believe that. It took I, him I, this I, long, right? Yeah, wow. Like, <laughs> you have to be avoiding it in life. <laughs> like, that's like, how like Forrest made it out. Like I yeah. like didn't have a childhood or something. But we got on this chocolate conversation because Hunter's a fan of Hershey's. I'm just a fan of chocolate, No, dude. that's not chocolate. Uh, this is the discussion. Yeah. Right? I think more so than me yeah. being a fan of Hershey's, Greg despises Hershey's for some reason. Yeah, like 
It's just something I want to avoid in life, like getting honey on your fingers, you know? <laughs> it's just like I wouldn't actively seek Hershey's. You know, if it were in something, I'd eat it and suck it up. You so know? then the okay. conversation moved from, well, what's good chocolate? And we're like, oh, there's this uh, company called Ritter from Germany. Wouldn't it be nice if we had one of those? Turns out the flag store has Ritter chocolate. Flag so you know what? On the recommendation from both myself and Greg, we got a Ritter chocolate bar for Hunter here. So I think Wait. later in the show, we're going to bust it open. Yeah, maybe after halftime. Yeah, after halftime, we're going to bust it open, and, and uh, you can evaluate that one as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. But until then, let's go ahead and talk about some news. Um, I'm ready to go ahead and start talking about news. Are you guys ready to start talking about news? I'm jump, dive, flamboyant ready. Can I get a thumbs up over here? I'm ecstatic. You Boom. can get two. Two thumbs. Thank you, Roger. Four. <laughs> this is witty banter. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to go first. And then, Hunter, you can bring yours next. Okay. This is just a quick one. I don't know how long we're going to be going on it, just just to gauge your own interest, I suppose. But about, like, what, eight months ago, we talked about we've – been we've talked about virtual reality uh, devices on this show quite a bit. VR. Mostly Oculus Rift, right? And then yes. months ago, we found out that Playsta- or Sony, rather, was working on their own called Project Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not it was going to be, like, a viable competitor to – the Oculus is what we kind of talked about. And then we also read news that even though Sony had it in development, they weren't sure that they were even going to put it out, which I thought was sort of like a candidly honest thing to say, like, hey, you know, if it's not right for the company, we won't do it. Interesting. But we found out this week at GDC that they are going to indeed release it, and they're expecting a early 2016 release date. Wow. Um, and on top of that, they showed a new model of it, and they've completely revamped it. Uh, I'm going to throw some stats out real quick. Okay. They're, you know, it's computer speak. So if people <laughs> understand it, great. I just feel like we have to say it. So now it has a, uh, <laughs> it has 120 Hertz refresh rate, double that of the previous version and a low latency of less than 18 milliseconds, which is actually really impressive. Um, okay. Something as high as like a hundred milliseconds of lag on your TV will actually really throw off your game. I can see that. Uh, so the new prototype has a 5.7 inch screen offering a hundred degree field of vision and includes nine tracking LEDs, three more than the previous version. Uh, they didn't give any clues as to what the price would be for Morpheus at launch, but they did say, and I also think this is a nice little ad, um, that while the company wants to make the unit as low price as possible, that's not the trait they're focusing on in development. Um, and they'd say we would rather have a better, more quality device than skimp and try to get it low price. Yeah, you'd rather have a quality product. Yeah, than... no, instead of if you're going to invest all that time, you're not making it for Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, cool. It's coming out. I'm definitely interested in it. Whether or not I have enough money when it comes out is one thing. Now, Greg, how do you feel about the prospects of virtual reality? Um. And how big it's sort of getting, you know, or sort of like the hype for it has gotten bigger. It's just, uh, it kind of freaks me out a little bit because um, we already have our face buried down in so many items. And this is just another gadget just to get so enthralled with. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also exciting just because you get to be so creative with things like that, kind of with no repercussions, exploring spaces that aren't physical. So you don't like have the risk of like, getting injured and things and just kind of optimize your mind essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's even demos just like go on a balloon ride in Tuscany. 
Yeah, you I know, could it see feels it. Feels real. I could see it like being an educational tool. You know, like imagine if they gave you the ability to like walk on Mars. You know, with totally with VR and stuff, and just like, well, you'll notice that here, there's this crater here, and people like learn through stuff like that. So I, I think it's gonna be awesome. It was an earlier release date than I thought. Early 2016 is not Next what year. I was expecting. Which is nice. I mean, I'm ready to. I never even got to use it, so I'd like to get my hands on it and try it out. Now. I don't think we talked about the Microsoft HoloLens, but have you guys seen that mm, as well? Yeah. Have you seen that, have Greg? not. So essentially, the HoloLens is a like a glasses device, but instead of virtual reality, it's augmented reality where they just put things like in front of you. You're basically wearing like a heads-up display, and the demo that they had was like you could play Minecraft in your living room. Oh, so have, like you, have you guys seen the movie Her? Where the guy's yeah. in love. So it's similar to I that game. To. Exactly. That playing, like that was just a heads up display for him. Yes. Essentially in the room. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That's cool, right? Yeah, that's really cool. You know, there's actually been analysts who've said that with as long as VR is taking and the sort of experience that augmented reality gives that some people are worried that augmented reality might like leapfrog VR completely and that that actually might be the more desirable experience because... Two people could have the glasses on sitting mm-hmm. on the couch next to each other and be able to like look each- at each other, interact and stuff and not kind of be so lost in one experience, you know? Yeah, like segmented off, you're able to interact and share it with someone else yeah, rather like, just being solo cruising through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I could see that being more of like a family friendly environment, whereas right. like, you know, you wouldn't have like an entire family wearing VR headsets together, you know? So I really I look at VR as almost like the it's like the top of the mountain as or the most complete involved experience when it comes to entertainment. Um, it's like the movie theater of, of video games. We'll, we'll use video games, right. right? Well, like let's say your smallest involvement is your iPhone game. Then like you're, mm-hmm. you're, there's your console game where you need a bigger television and some surround sound. But then if you have the VR thing, it's VR, it's headphones and you're literally like, yeah. You are gone. Yeah, you're you know? engulfed in it. Yeah. The HoloLens was pretty impressive from what I saw, though. Like, I saw a demo where they were, like, creating, like, three-dimensional holographic figures and stuff, just, like, with their hands and, like, doing this and, like, making stuff with it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds sweet. Anyway, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up really quick. Mostly just, it's got a release date, so we got something to look forward to, I suppose. Excited Morpheus. Yeah, no, like, augmented, especially for uh, product development, just creating vehicles and new things like that. That's Where you could example. almost you could like see it in the room. With yeah, you. sure. It's like clay moldings. And well, whatnot. like you were saying, even with VR, it's it's such a new frontier of just inter- not even just entertainment, but like content in general. You know, like these movies that are being filmed in 360 degrees. It's just it's wow. definitely a precipice <laughs> to be jumped off of. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next news item. Hunter, you said that you wanted to talk about something really quick. Yeah, so me and Chase had a stirring conversation the other night about um, food and health and like how food is created and, and brought up and stuff. And I came across uh, a, an article that basically definitely paralleled what we were talking to. So on Tuesday, McDonald's held a turnaround summit in Las Vegas. And one of the main things that they... Uh, basically told all their franchisees that had gathered was that McDonald's plans to start using chicken raised without antibiotics commonly used in humans and milk from cows that are not treated with artificial growth hormone. Wow. It's supposed to be a change that takes place over the next couple of years. Um, Panera Bread and Chipotle are two subsidiaries of McDonald's Corporation that are already kind of using those kinds of uh, uh, chicken raising processes and stuff. Recently didn't... um 
some Chipotle stores stop like you know um, stocking beef. I it mean, was, not beef. It was pork. It, it was, was pork, pork for the way that they were treated. Yeah, that's how humanely. committed to like their mission they are. Is yeah. like they couldn't get the pork raised the way they wanted it, so they haven't had pork in their restaurants. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they were kind of like those those. Um, Companies are almost like laboratories. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was getting at when we were talking. Me and Chase were talking about basically like how it shouldn't be a problem for people to be able to have access to food that's not chemically altered and it's just not horrible for you. But I think that maybe what I was maybe trying to see the side from is that you get the distribution methods in place. You get ways to get food to people first even if it's crappy food and then you build up on the quality after that and i think that that's kind of like what they're getting to i think uh they have a lot of different people from different you know parts of the company being like you can see you're going to be seeing a lot more of this as we get to go forward you know consumers are becoming Mm -hmm. very you know conscious of everything that they're consuming and so they want to they want to know what's going into there and, and mcdonald's has to kind of like step up to the plate and so I just thought that was really interesting that I, they're being very proactive about I it. I love this because I think this shows the the power of the consumer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's just becoming unacceptable now for them to continue doing this. And they're have like from the pressure of the consumer, they have to change. Yeah. They've had declining store visits for the last two years. Yeah. And so. a lot of uh, Scandinavian countries, um, a lot of the stores there are close, closing down. So really? they're, they're struggling a lot in European markets as well. And I think an interesting point you mentioned with the consumers, it's just insane how much of an effect it has nowadays, especially the consumer. Yeah, the consumer just being able to communicate like any person, you know, even if their IQ is eight can send out a tweet to millions of people Mm -hmm. saying anything. So imagine the pressure on the companies for their image, you know, if like one chicken head gets in the nuggets, you know, everyone everyone knows. knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Mm -hmm. So sure. Now, did it say who was at the conference? Uh, it says franchisees. Okay. So people that are going to be heading the local franchises. Okay. So it was just like an internal thing. Yeah, it was an internal thing. It wasn't like a – it was a McDonald's turnaround summit. So a big point of discussion that we had when we had our conversation was how it costs so much money to almost raise healthier food right now. I think so, yeah. And how that's simply because we haven't figured out how to do it in a large scale and efficiently. Okay. Do, do you think that maybe this is a step in like if McDonald's t- embraces the fact that they need to raise hormone free, antibiotic free, um, or like buy that sort of meat mm-hmm. that in order to sustain their enormous, um, web of chains that there are going to be, they are going to be the ones who actually pioneer maybe, bringing that large scale production of good, healthy food to a cheap, like low cost, healthy, you know? Yeah. I can see that. I mean, that's too hopeful. You know, I think that one of two things could happen. Uh, I think as, as McDonald's is pressured to converge with, uh, consumer desires, I feel like they could either, um, basically establish, you know, healthier practices that are going to cost them more. And I think that that'll, come through in the pricing of the food that they have mm-hmm. or they, yeah, they could be a major leader in taking a big step forward in distributing and raising and growing healthy food and getting it to people in a cheap way. You know, I, hopefully they can step forward and kind of take that, that badge upon themselves. Yeah. I agree with that just because 
they're not doing it by choice or out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it out of necessity, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, um, you know, everyone asks GMO free, gluten free, whatnot. That's just the way that it's going right now. And if some of, you know, the, the biggest buyers from the suppliers, you know, the McDonald's, just like all the big chains start doing that, then it's going to trickle down because they're going to figure out ways to cut corners and save money and still achieving the ultimate goal of, you know, letting a cow be a real cow and not a jacked up, you know, hormone freak, you (laughs) know? Yeah. I mean, Greg, you're a pretty healthy eater, or at least a health conscious person for the most part. Do you, uh, like have any sort of opinion on the state of food that is like so chemically altered or in, in just that sort of thing? It, it kind of just makes me sad because um, it's kind of the equivalent of looking at water and just like, you know, just pouring sugar in it, you know, just to be able to produce more water. And yeah. it's kind of, it's just our culture, you know, we're just shoved, you know, sweets or like things that have no nutrition, no, like at all, no nutritional value. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll actually get looks from people if you, if half your plate is green. Yeah. You know, sure. <laughs> instead of just like some kind of fried potato that's cheap and easy to make and filling. Yeah. And not only that, but our, our, the use of corn syrup as a sweetener, which is, you know, it's so much cheaper as, well, I mean, seriously. Though, no, yeah. his face is yeah. Right, right. No, no, yeah, no, it dropped a bit. <laughs> like corn syrup has such like an intense sweetness to it that it literally like creates this addictive property of two like sweet foods, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just so prevalent. But anyway, yeah, we could we could probably spiral yeah. out into a depressing talk. No, you're talking to the guy that eats like uh, broccoli for breakfast, <laughs> literally, <laughs> to get out of the way for the day. So. Yeah. Does that affect your farts? <laughs> Uh, it's a personal question. Well, like, I gotta know. You know, um, <laughs> sometimes, farts. yeah, like it's not that bad. The body gets used to it, you know. I but see. but there, there is a period you have to break through the wall. I see. Because like cauliflower, like that's a, that's a no no. Yeah, no, that's definitely a no go. Definitely. Okay. Um, so our next news topic is actually going to come from an email. Yes. Our good friend Stephen Shavana. Hmm. emailed the show at wittybantershow at gmail.com just like you can. He's a classy bro. First of, yeah, first of all, Greg, you don't haven't had the, the pr- I guess, the privilege of meeting Steven. I have not. Steven, is, Daddy Steven. might be, the, he's the coolest dude of all time. So <laughs> he's got this aura of just dad to him. He's like dad cool, you know? Dad just, cool's the best cool. It's the yeah. best cool. Yeah. Where like, he won't, he, you, he won't hear from him for a little while, but he'll just pop in with like a one-liner joke and just knock it out of the park. Mm. And you're like, God damn it, Steven. And then he puts on these like ridiculous dad sunglasses and you're like, I just want to be you, man. Yeah, he's got style. <laughs> he's got ma- he's mad cool. Um, anyway, so he says, hey, banterers. And first he has a little intro just for us to yeah. say hello. He says, had to say hello to you sad kids because of your pathetic pleading at the end of every episode. <laughs> In conjunction with my Catholic guilt, finally. has finally compelled me to do so. Finally, somebody listened. I Jeez. know, right? It has been every episode. He says, um, "I miss y'all's handsome faces, but luckily not your ugly voices." <laughs> he says, "I think you've been on a roll with these last couple of weeks. Be in the moment, and may your hammer be mighty." <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> the man hammer. That is some fan mail. Yeah, yeah I know. So he wrote quite a bit here, and I'm going to try to go through it. Um, as quickly as possible, but Paraphrase. He, he, he sets up the question nicely. Anyway, so he says, a high-frequency trader noticed that the price... Okay, I completely fis- uh, skipped a line here. Here's a tech finance question for you. If you follow Michael Lewis's work, you remember his story about high-speed frequency trading, which I don't remember. Luck- I, haven't, I haven't been enlightened on it. Exactly. So luckily, he, he outlines this stuff. 
So he's, he noticed that, and he's talking about stock trading here. A high-frequency trader noticed that the price of the stock he bought would increase slightly immediately after he pressed the buy button on his desktop. After some research, he found out that there are equity firms employing an algorithm designed to seek orders of a stock that have been bought online but not yet filled by the buyer. So then they then set up trading houses geographically closer to the NASDAQ's mainframe, and then they use this algorithm and their geographical advantage <laughs> to beat the electric, electric oh my god to beat the electrical signal of a buy sent by competitors to a particular stock with a buy signal of their own, thus inflating the ask price before their competitors' buy signal reaches the mainframe. So you following me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, essentially. I, I think that this is the premise for Flash Boys, right? Yeah, there was some movie about it, some like older movie. Well, it's a it's a book that was recently written. Flash Boys there, was like a New York Times bestseller, which probably about, turned into a movie about high frequency trading. I, I've heard of this story before, so it could have been a book, movie, something. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so I'm yeah. gonna go and finish it out here and get to his question. Um, after their competitor's order is filled and the ask price increases yet again, they immediately sell the stock. And uh, he says, "We're talking the amount of time a photon takes to travel a couple of New York blocks." Essentially, it's financial warfare where the weapons are electrons and the enemy is 0.2 millionths of a second. He says, um, our investigative high-frequency trader that he mentioned earlier has created a new stock exchange hoping to attract companies and investors that are looking to price out the cost of electrical inequality in trading. And then he asks, do you all think he has a shot at making this work or do you think that the fastest trader gets the spoils? Now, when I read this... I am so I'm pretty clueless when it comes to this minute anything dealing with the stock exchange. Really, I didn't even know that this go, the stock exchange to me is an enigma. I have limited knowledge. You about know, it. like yeah. I, to me, it's just this thing that runs numbers or whatever. Yeah, you no, know, I'm like, kind of this, I have a share builder account. You know, I bought like quite a few things, but then I just let it sit there because I'm like better than the bank. Sure. So my because I'm better than the bank, yeah. baby. So my question is. It sounds like these people are rigging up ways to inflate and take advantage of prices given their speed. It's financial arbitrage. It's they're creating value out of nothing, essentially. So and given what you just said there and what this guy is hoping to do to negate that, do you find this like a necessity um, and just well, like, feelings? Well, like uh, when it came to high frequency transactions on the stock exchange um after flash boys was released after it was written uh it sparked an investigation by uh the feds and i'm not really sure how um if there's been any legislation on it uh, or if anything has come from it but as far as i understand like more than likely it's going to become regulated like Mm -hmm. um i had a i had an example in class where um the my teacher showed me about people that basically had like a minute's worth of uh, time where they could like buy this stock or whatever, and most people got this information at like 45 seconds, and then they would buy it at like 50 seconds on average, and they like these financial institutions basically would like pay or they they would have you pay like this basic fee or something and you could see it like 20 seconds beforehand and so everyone would be like doing all their trading before the market even saw what was going on with it and they regulated it so now like that doesn't exist anymore um i seems fair yeah no i i think i think that making the market even though the market is like you know in the pro it's basically the difference between you know photons traveling from here to here or from here to here yeah, that it's, that was, it's what it's looking like that was a cool little um, setup you yeah put in there. Uh, i i just think that that 
you know, as people continue to be creative and find ways to create value out of nothing and take advantage of structures that were, you know, are becoming archaic, um, the, the feds and just regulation in general will always be trying to negate that kind of stuff. And well, yeah, because, uh, you know, honestly, I'd probably do that. If you can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get on my moral high horse and be like, no, I don't want an extra hundred thousand dollars. Like if yeah. you can do like, so that's why there needs to be some legislation legislation, uh, <laughs> legislation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you <Witty know>? banter. <laughs> <laughs> Learning new words every day, every day, every day. <laughs> so, you know, when, when systems become archaic and like the technology kind of outgrows them, you know, mm. laws need to be put into place essentially to. Yeah. Cause when a firm with as much trading, you know, as some of the biggest ones exploit something like that, fractions of a cent become millions and billions of dollars very quickly yeah and it, and it, and two it's like the only people that don't really understand what what's going on are like those financial institutions and stuff so they're really the only ones benefiting from it and yeah. and we're kind of like left with all of just like you know the the whatever leftovers that's of the why market. i'm always so just shade feel shady towards the stock market in general is just how much manipulation of numbers can bring you wealth and i'm like that's not how wealth should be earned right you know? i mean I, for most people, the stock market should be used as a way to diversify your your life, or, or not your life, but just your value as Invest a person. Invest and like you know well, keep your assets not just sitting there in a way. Essentially, it's just like you you're looking for like a seven to eight percent return year in year out. Most people just want that. Some people like play high stock market trade games. Good, go for it. I'm a risk averse person. <laughs> yeah, I'm a conservative. <laughs> So I'm not going to be playing, you Pay know, my taxes, damn it. Yeah. I'm not going to be buying like a bunch of Apple stock in my, you know, in my portfolio because, uh, you know, equity f that you're buying in companies is riskier than like debt or something. So basically I just I'm literally learning. Right I now. basically just <laughs> no feel, idea. I basically just feel like, you know, the stock market works the way that it should work for most people where you just go to a financial lender or, or, or a financial broker and say, look, I'm, I'm, I like this much risk in my portfolio. I want to try and get this much return. Can you set up a thing? And most people will be able to do that. But when it comes to like high frequency trading, like no one, no, none of us are going to ever know really how that works, how to do it, how to use it. So, exactly. How to even get know, involved. I think that it should be regulated. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to answer his question, no, I don't think that the fastest <clears throat> trader should get the spoils. We should hopefully this guy who's trying to set up this new uh, network will make it. But uh, thank you for the question, Stephen. Thank you, says, Father. Yes, definitely a bear. Thank God. The fat layers like armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So we had a blood feud pop up on the last good the last episode. Well, maybe two episodes ago now. Yeah, it was two. Two episodes ago, we had a beer that had a lion fighting a bear on it. We had a big discussion: who would win the fight, a lion or a bear? And uh, it's come to pretty much an anonymous consensus that the bear would win. But yeah. I won. No, bear bear definitely wins. See, Lions are lazy, wins. okay? I'm a huge, I'm pro-tiger, anti-lion. What, and the bear <laughs> hibernating for half of the Now, winter? tigers are rowdy. I think tiger yeah. versus no, bear tiger, is a more interesting, yeah, tiger is a more interesting fight. Yeah, yes, tiger, tigers are way more dominant yeah, than yeah, lions. Yeah, tigers are solo hunters. Lions, you know, you know, go in the pack or the pride. I love how this, so first of all, Flag in the sand. We know the bear wins, right? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. But I love how this conversation has been weighed in with almost the same points too. Yeah. It's like it's like a universal acceptance. Everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, it, it is what it is. Sky's blue. 
Bear beats lion. lion. There we go. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay. Yep. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter and shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. And we are back, folks. Thank you for waiting. Now, we've had some more time to think about our beer here, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys what you think, but I have to say I'm a little nervous because even though it's a light beer, we didn't drink much of it throughout the conversation. I drank almost my full beer. Did you? Yeah. Well, what do you think about it? What do you, how are you feeling? I feel like as it's opened up, I've gotten more of the apple. Me, yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. Uh, sure. So I think it's slowly starting to turn into like almost like a Red's apple ale kind of, kind of thing. Um, that being said, I mean, I think it's still sort of like, it's pleasantly surprising to me. It's okay. not, it's not what I expected it to be. Um, it's a little crisper, I guess. What, what did you expect? So, Why did I say that so weird? What, 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 what did you expect? Your mother, she loves you. That's the Italian in him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we knew that it was like a white ale, but it had all these, you know, extrapolated spices that they put in there. So I was kind of expecting it to be like spicy, like have a lot of yeah, kind of no, like, I know what you, I'm d- kind of disappointed in that. Like I was expecting kind of the spice from things. Like is the coriander that they Yeah, said? exactly. So, but instead it's kind of almost a cider. White ale had like a mutant baby. Yeah. 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 I, I can see that. Yeah. I got to say, um, to me it is, it, you know, sweetness in itself isn't something to knock a beer for. I agree. You know, yeah. but I will say that this beer just seems sweet and not much else. Uh, mm. The apple juiciness is there, and it's like, it's, rather than let that be your focal point, let's let's pat it. Let's make that a feature of the beer, not the beer. You know what I mean? I feel like this this beer would be good for anyone who doesn't who, like beer, what? or maybe <laughs> well, hasn't gotten into beer. Well, yet this or is yeah. this is kind of what I'm getting at. I feel like that there has been sort of this like revolution towards cider. And oh, they're definitely. They've has. been pushing cider a lot lately. I think it's a marketing lately. thing too. No, Austin East cider, but but at the same That's time, true, yeah. at the same time, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I right. think that if somebody were to want to maybe try and bridge the gap between cider and beer, this might be a good beer to go no, to. No, that I definitely agree with that. And in regards to the whole cider thing, I know like I knocking on it a little bit, but I think it's great. You know, anything to get people into trying different things. You know, people mm-hmm. are intimidated by it. Sure. Because it is intimidating. There's so many different styles, you know, you yeah. well, too ciders happy. can be harsh. Yeah, they you know, can. They can harsh, be harsh like sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I gotta say I do like cider when it's done. I I mean it's a few ciders that I do like, but when I like them, I like them, you know? There you go. Yeah. So it's like me and Asian girls. Okay. Oh, boom. I love some good-looking Asian girls. But only the specific ones, huh? <laughs> only only well, give th- or take. Th- that, that's a really bold statement. I like good-looking <laughs> girls. <laughs> wow. Good point. Okay. Um, Should I go ahead and crack this, baby? Okay, yeah. So yeah. let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Hunter is about to try a Ritter for the first time. Now, wait, wait. Greg, explain to him how you're supposed to open it. So a um, turn, turn the other you way. You have to turn it. See the back here. Oh, okay. There's a line. There and 
you, you don't you don't peel it open like it's some Hershey's bar. You, you crack <laughs> it open. Like this is a treat. This is a delight in of, of So itself. this little section, there's a yes. third of the of the yeah, cube. So you crack it open almost Shoop. down the middle. Okay, I got there it. There we go. I and got then it. You can just peel it back just slowly. Well that works because I, yeah. I didn't want to just crack it all in half and like mess yeah. up all the cubes. I like keeping my squares squares, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's engineered to perfection. <laughs> it's German. Okay, so Chase, you want a little, little daddy of this? Yeah, which one what flavor did you get? So I got um This is riveting um radio right now. It's milk chocolate with cocoa mousse. Ooh, so that sounds really good yeah. to me. It Holy sounds sexy. hell, that is special. Now I'm gonna try that one first. So I can experience <laughs> it with you, and then we'll try okay, try the next flavor. What, and what what flavor did you get? Let, let's Greg? turn it up. I think it's butter biscuit. Let's see what it is. Butter biscuit. butter biscuit. <laughs> yep. I'm honestly most excited for this. That sounds like a country like um like <laughs> like love name. Like get over <laughs> here, butter biscuit. Butter biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like an Alabama stripper stage name. <laughs> Alabama. I think that would be like Louisiana. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Hunter. First thoughts. Are on you, the chocolate? On the Ritter. Are you trying to like have me like grade this? I'm saying when you tried the Tolberone, you gave a little exposition, you know. Okay. We told you that this was quality stuff. Do you believe us? Both of y'all uh, were right that Ritter very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Nothing really like popped out to me that like the – the quality stands above all quality of other chocolates or ever. Like y'all made it out like this was like the beat, like the top notch of, of freaking chocolate. The artisan. Well, chocolate. you kind of tried the three series of this. They get pretty crazy the, the with their <laughs> orange flavors and like jelly okay. flavors. I was gonna say you have to realize too, this is mass produced all over the world. That's true. You know, it's yeah. very very good. I would buy it again. Good. Uh, I don't think I. I think that the the main thing is whether or not I like it more than Toblerone or that not. That is a uh, that was my next question. Because yeah, I think I think Forrest would like to know. I'm sure he would. Um, I think I think I like the butter biscuit better than the mousse, so I'm going to use that as my. Well, thing. You, you did mention earlier that you like little crunch. Yeah, like little crunch texture in it. It's very similar to a Toblerone in that yeah. regard. I think I'm going to go with the Toblerone just because of its style. Wow. Like well, I don't really, I don't really know if the flavor or if the taste is that much better or worse, but Toblerone seems a little. You, it's got like the triangles. Well, and you, perhaps you, you you like the texture better too, and like it's kind of stylish. Well, you know, with the triangles. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> triangular prisms are like what get. Who doesn't like triangular yeah. prisms? Yeah, exactly. Every survey I've ever read, it's like a one hundred percent yes. Cho- you know, chocolate <laughs> covered strawberries are only aphrodisiac because they are shaped similar to triangles. Wow, yeah, but they don't Fact. get you going as much as a Tolbron because they're not as pointy. Yes, as <laughs> yes. You bring that out on Valentine's Day. Look out! You're having some children. <laughs> you give it nine months. <laughs> now, before we jump into our segment, um, Greg, you said you had a topic of conversation you were going to bring. Did you want to go and air that out? Yeah. Um, so I kind of work in an open office space, kind of work. I just show up there. I don't work there. No, <laughs> I, I work in an open office and uh, staring at a computer all day can kind of make your, your mind go wonky. And sure. I, you already know I have like a lot of random weird thoughts. <laughs> Okay. And um, I brought this up to my coworkers, and we had quite the debate on it. And I'd like to know your thoughts. Sure. Okay. I'm wondering. So my question is: Do you think dairy cows like or dislike lactose intolerant people? Um, well, first I thought you were going to ask if they liked getting milked, and I was going to have to say. Well, that's that's also that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a factor. There's many a variable in this. <laughs> This is an all-encompassing yeah, question. Yeah, this is complex. Like we're trying to go for deep yeah, cuts. Yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing, right? 
if someone's lactose intolerant, they can't drink milk, which means that there won't be a need for milk, which means that the cow won't be exploited for its milk anymore. But it'll still be killed and slaughtered, probably. See, that's my counterpoint on it, because then a dairy cow ceases to be a dairy cow and becomes a cow. <laughs> and then, a then cow. we can just use it for the meat. So are we saying that lactose intolerant people actually Save give the cow its identity? Or yeah, it gives it a purpose in society that's useful for us. That other keeps than them alive. being slaughtered, yeah. Yeah. But but now there's another point on that. So okay. our, our theory, you know, that they'll become meat, a lack of drinking milk, like there's not a correlation between milk drinking and, you know, the demand of meat. You know, just because I'm not having a glass of milk now doesn't mean, hey, I should have a steak. So maybe uh, okay. we're flawed in that aspect of okay. it. So that's Wait, another. Flawed how? I'm not, I'm not following. Flawed how? So we're saying. <laughs> get, get well, a, yeah, take a minute here, Chase. Come, come into my world for a second. <laughs> You're saying it's not like a one for one ratio. Yeah, it's not a one. They're not substitutes for one another or even complementary products so or actions. Just because milk demand goes down doesn't mean that beef demand goes up. Correct. Okay. There you go. Yep. That's sort of where I have to start my line of discussion here. I would say that I would like lactose intolerant people because. I mean, the only reason dairy cows continually have milk to provide is because they get them pregnant and it has it has the uh, the, the calf, and then they just never stop milking yeah, it. Yeah. So it thinks its body thinks it needs to always be yeah. creating milk, and like it's one thing to be maybe you're a minimum wage worker getting over exploited in a kitchen. <laughs> it's another thing to have your body juices <laughs> be suck, like, like at the whim of another species. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like you're forced in a sauna and someone's just collecting your sweat for 10 years. Oh my God. That had to have come up in that discussion. Cause that's a fantastic analogy. No, that just popped in now. Cause happened. yeah. Cause you brought that up. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's how the world works. Well, I'm going to go in and, and say that I would like lactose intolerant people. Because I wouldn't want to be continuously milked. Unless being milked felt good. Yeah, see, that's a huge point. You brought that up right away. Because <laughs> do we know? Like, Maybe that's kind of like a weird thing. Like, Some people like having their nipples touched. Exactly. I'm yeah. not one of those, so stay away from it tonight, guys. They're yeah. technically nipples of the cow. Yeah, but any, yeah, they're the nipples of the cow. They're so. big, impressive nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, now, is, that is a word. Now, you've had this discussion for a while. Are you undecided or do you know? Um, I, I'm leaning towards that. They actually, I guess, dislike them. Actually, yeah. no, now I don't know because <laughs> there's another element to this. So we discussed the demand of meat not changing, Yeah. you know, but then the supply of dairy cow will be decreased. So there won't like be an over slaughtering of them. So we won't be breeding dairy cows as frequently. So there'd be less of them and more room for them to ro roam around. So actually, no. That's a good thing. Right? I, I think that they like lactose intolerant people. Yeah, End of that's day. what I'm saying. That's, that's going to be my answer. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. I'm going to say that they don't like lactose intolerant people. No, why is that? Because people that drink milk give them their purpose, which is to be a dairy cow as opposed to being a meat cow. So they would essentially lose their identity. Well, it's not that they have an identity from the start. No, no, it's they the totally fact, do. It's the fact that their life, the fact that what they're being used for by humans is not strictly to be slaughtered. Yeah, because they're forced It's for role. something else. You're doing something yeah. else. And you still get to be alive and roam around and stuff. So. Okay. That's my stance. Well, interesting question, Greg. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good thank one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, staying in the realm of hypothetical debate here, we started a new, a new tradition on Witty Banter a few episodes ago we called did. The Blood Feud. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And the blood feud happened like we were telling you with uh, the lion versus the bear fight. And then after one episode, we got some emails that were like weighing in on who would win. And they verified it. To verify. Yeah, bear. Our, our, our bear <laughs> yeah. They verified yeah. it, if you will. Ooh, that's a pun. And we decided that the next episode, this episode, we'd move on to a new blood feud. Yes. All right. So here is the hypothetical here. And I picked these two because Greg is here and he loves both of these people very much. Don't make me choose. Keep Who your would win in a fight? The Rock or Jason Statham? Shut up. <laughs> I, I guess Jason Statham. I did. Yeah, we did. were giggling earlier <laughs> yeah. if you didn't notice. And then I wanted to say The Rock, too. I know. But why, why would you do that to me? I, I just, oh God. I feel like you are an expert on both these people. Okay. You have the most to bring. Do you have a Rock uh, hard on, too, as well? It's rock hard. It's rock hard. Yeah. Yeah, you just set that up on a tee, man. I know. I'm setting y'all up for uh, for meatballs. Meatballs. Serving up a meatball. <laughs> okay. So um. So let's cut. get the facts straight. Here. Yeah. What, what's the environment of the fight? Like, are they in an empty room? I'm thinking like an octagon. You know, just like octagon. a brawl. A cage. Yeah. Okay. A cage match. Sure. Cage match. So no props or. I don't think so. No, I think that's unfair. That's because well, that's not like doesn't speak to those people. Okay. Okay. Because so then we would let someone like Jackie Chan have props then, because he's a prop fighter. No. 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 Anyway, that's another uh, discussion d- d- yeah. entirely. Look, here's what I'm saying though. Right, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has gotten bigger and more ripped as time goes and on. Rowdy. Yeah. Like in the '90s, he was a big old dude, but he was sort of softer. He wasn't as defined. Yeah, like football rock, early WWE yeah, rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he was just a big guy that says, Oh, I bench a lot, but like does the, I'll eat cupcakes too. Does the eyebrow and that's what he does. Yeah. He has stepped his game up continuously. All right. Jason Statham, very small guy. It's tough to imagine him Yeah, he's five nine. Yeah, tough uh, yeah. it's tough to imagine him beating the rock at anything. But here's what I'm saying. He is such a action star and he knows a lot of martial arts yeah he's actually a black belt he's a freaking Bullshit. black belt. yeah no he does his own stunts he's a black belt he's actually an olympic not an olympic diver diver but a national diver for england in wow the 90s. that so totally he, like tips he, my scale yeah, martial arts gets a lot of credit that's for what I'm yeah. saying, so man. he has a lot of body control and like he's actually physically active all the time and does a lot of things so They're probably around the same age so he can yeah. you know he's exploiting pressure points um and, and the such now when it comes to stamina what do we think here? Because, I mean, Olympic diving takes... Or not Olympic, national. National Sorry, I'm, I'm just diving. incorrecting yes. before someone does. That takes yeah. a lot of um, conditioning. Yeah. But also look at the Rock's physique. He's definitely no slump here. I know, but moving around like 260 pounds or however much is kind of going to wear you out more than 170 pounds. Okay. I don't think so. stamina is gonna is the main the main thing to, to, to think about. I think it's... Whether or not Jason Statham can knock The Rock out quick. Get in and get out. Yes. I don't think that he wants to get in a brawl with The Rock. Because in a, in a brawl situation, The Rock wins. Right. Down he's Broly versus... You yeah, know. like he's hitting a rock. I'm yeah, sorry. If you, will. Say, but. <laughs> if you will. So yeah, let's... let's um, you know, we're going to leave this up to the banter nation to really get the final word on it. But what, which way are we going to push them? I think at the very end of the show, whenever we're giving our... our, our uh, our number analysis for the beer, we can give our just one little one liner of who we think will win. And then that maybe that does that That's work? fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I already know who's So just win. be thinking about it and having having it brew up there. So let's move on to a segment that we haven't done in a while that I'm really excited about. <laughs> now Greg, you got to hear in the car earlier, Hunter's very good at impressions. Yeah. And we like to exploit that here on the show. So we're gonna do a 
a, um, a segment we haven't done in a while called Dramatic Readings. This is a dramatic reading. Now, dramatic readings are simple. It's an opportunity for me to show the world how awesome Hunter is <laughs> as some of his impressions here. And what he does is we pick a movie synopsis, and he has to read it in a voice. And today's voice is going to be Seth Rogen. So, Hunter, Great. what movie are we reading? Uh, Chase picked out the movie that I will be reading the synopsis of, and it's called Zombievers. <laughs> Zombie Beaver movie. Yeah, Greg, you heard that right. Wait, is this a porno or a zombie beaver movie? <laughs> it could be both. It might be. Honestly. Yeah, like, you know. You'll have to listen to the description, and we can decide that after. At the end, yeah. Okay, look All forward right, to so it. All right, so Seth Rogen, take it away. Uh, thank you, Chase. <laughs> so, uh, Zombievers. It's uh, an action-packed horror comedy in <laughs> which a group of college kids staying at a riverside cabin are menaced by a swarm of deadly zombie beavers. <laughs> That's, uh, you really picked a winner here, Chase. A weekend of sex, debauchery, soon turns gruesome as the beavers uh, close in on the kids. Riding the line between scary, funny, and sexy, the kids are soon fighting for their lives in a desperate attempt to fend off the horde of beavers that attack them. <laughs> Thank you, Chase. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, man. Yeah, that movie is, sounds so ridiculous. It definitely sounds it, like half porn. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like Cabin in the Woods, like one of those Ooh. slasher films. Have you, you seen know? Cabin in the Woods? Great movie. Yeah, it's really fantastic. Good. Uh, you use the word great loosely, don't you? Have you seen Cabin uh, in the Woods? I've seen the Cabin in the Woods. It actually had pretty high ratings on like Netflix, I think. Oh, for the sure. The best part, okay, and if anyone hasn't seen it, you know, cover your ears now. I think the we all know the best part. Okay, the unicorn. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. The best part for yeah. me is when all of the monsters that have ever been thought up get released. That's when the unicorn came out. Oh, okay. The unicorn is the best monster. I really? Liked, what does a unicorn do? Because it just like kind of like contradicts everything we think about monster. Like They categorize a unicorn as a monster, <laughs> and I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love my favorite scene was when they hadn't found the basement yet, and Chris Hemsworth standing in there, and like the hatch to the basement just <laughs> pops open out of nowhere, and he like looks at it. And he's like, "Oh, must have been the wind." Like, just <laughs> so ridiculous. I don't know physics or the world. Yeah, All that's right. that's weird. Well, Hunter, thank you for your awesome impression. I try my best. Let's go ahead and hop over to mail. It's Nick's mail corner. It's Nick's mail corner. Nick, the Nick, Nick. All right, so we have mail again, it's, dude. It's amazing Once how again, it's been rolling you, in. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for emailing in. Some few other people emailed us. Went, oh, my God. Emailed us as well at wittybantershow at gmail.com. The first one is our friend Alexander Rodriguez from College Station. And he drops in just real quick, and I'm sorry, this is a losing battle, Alex, but he says, Lions win every day. Is that even a question? Wow. And I'm wow. like, uh, Alex, I appreciate the support, but you got to give us a reason why they win. <laughs> you can't just... Yeah, I mean, you're in Chase's camp, but you got to yeah. back it up. But we appreciate the email nonetheless. Why don't you go ahead and weigh in also on this next blood feud, because we're going to need a fodder for sure. For sure. The next one comes from David Wilson. 
another friend of ours who's emailed the show as well. Basically, all you need to know about David is his beard is probably the most impressive feat of humanity. He bombs it. Okay, so I like I like the description so far. Steven, <laughs> dad. Yep. Now we have the beard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We've got we go. cool friends. Got an eclectic group. Um, so first of all, he says... The new he's talking about the guitar hero news you brought up. They're making a new mm. guitar hero, Greg. So we talked about it. That's good. I, you know, my guitar hero has been rusty since I've been, you know. You ready to bust it back yeah, out? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to bust it back out with some new songs. So he says the news of a revamped guitar hero coming out soon was music to my ears. Wow. He says wow. I still love playing this game and any chance I get. I hope they keep it simple and merely improve on game mechanics, graphics, and then include some really awesome songs to play. My question is this. What is your favorite song to play on Guitar Hero? And he has, and he adds, I love the opening riff to Sweet Child of Mine from Guitar Hero 2. I really wanted to say that. Wow. Nice. Yeah. But the song Impulse by an Endless Sporadic on the bonus track list Great of Guitar Hero 3 was song. definitely my favorite. He said, I would play that song over and over, obsessively trying to nail it. And he says, I did finally get 100% on Expert once. Jeez. But never could repeat it. This tells me that David is a closet Guitar Hero he fan. He is, yes. David, you're in luck. Because... <laughs> We are some of the most diehard Guitar Hero fans of all time. And I'm going to tell you right now, I challenge you to a Guitar Hero battle. I'm going to go ahead and put it on record and say that I could beat you five out of five songs on Guitar Hero anytime. Let's go. I'll back Chase up that he could probably do that. And I will challenge you as well because I'm not a closet Guitar Hero freak. I'm just a freak. I'm just a freak in the sheets. All right. And uh, (laughs) I'm just kind of intimidated how hostile that got. You know, (laughs) he he sent you support mail and then you essentially told him to F off and that you're just going (laughs) to murder him in a game that he just enjoys and wanted to share with you. Well, he got got a a 100% on sporadic and expert. So that's that's saying something. For sure. So then he says, keep up the good work, guys. David, beep beep boop Wilson. So, David, we actually had an episode where we did our top three Guitar Hero songs. Let's revamp it. I mean, Let's just the, the I mean, just the top one though. Yeah. So, Hunter, what's your number one? I mean, I I don't want to steal it from you. Go ahead. My favorite song to play is Thunder Horse. Thunder Horse on Guitar Hero Two. It's an extra bonus song, and it's just like has everything that you want. It's got all the crazy solos, the diddlies, and like it is Guitar Hero in a song. Yeah, in my opinion. And um. I'm actually gonna not. I'm not gonna go with that. Okay. I'm throw in a curveball here. My favorite Guitar Hero song to play on Guitar Hero, not that Thunder Horse wasn't there, but I think this one trumps it overall. Was Bark at the Moon. Oh, you do like Bark at the Moon. Just, I thought you were gonna say Freya, but that'd have been a good one. Bark at the Moon. So thank you, David, for the question. Um, I guess I'm definitely looking forward to the Guitar Hero now because it sounds like we need to get a rivalry going. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's have a Guitar Hero party. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Well, that's all the man. I, I think that'd be a concert, not a party. <laughs> yeah, it's true. A rock off. Guitar Hero gods. <laughs> well, that's that's all the mail we've got. Let's go ahead and put some numbers on these beers, and uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. That sounds good. Greg, you said you were already pretty sure of how you feel about it, so I want you to go first. Yeah. Um, so, I understand how you know some people could like it. I'm not not a huge fan of you know white ales in general and ciders so with that being said so i'm gonna grade this combined. like a bit harsh it wasn't as terrible as i thought i like you know i don't regret yeah. drinking and trying i'd have it again a five out of ten is like an average so yeah. that's your doing marker like a four okay wow so okay. a little yeah. below average then. Lo- little below average but like you know I'm, i don't regret this life choice sure. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of other things i regret what would you this- say like is the number one reason why you, you're not enjoying it I think it's just the sweetness level and kind of the aftertaste, like on the palate. 
just mm-hmm. don't enjoy it that much. Sure. And they could have done a lot more with the spices. We already touched on that earlier, but they're just kind of getting away with uh, by flat, saying all those. Yeah, things. just saying mm-hmm. things and giving us a flat apple juice. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Hunter, what do you think? I think that uh, Greg's assessment, especially as a guest on the show, is fair. Um, yeah, as I said, as it opens up and gets a little um, little warmer, I get more of the al- al- apple coming through. The apple. Not, not, I was going to say alcohol and then apple and then alcohol. <laughs> um, it's hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think that I am probably more jive with the type of beer maybe than you are. I, I think I could I could drink white ales probably more likely. I'm going to give this a 6.5. Okay. And that's basically, it's a little less than a good beer. You know, a, a good beer is what we like to say a 7. Yeah. Um, but I think that for what it is, you know, because it has that bridging gap for me between the cider and beer, I think that that just gave me, you know, a little yeah. bit of basis points. That, that's it. definitely unique. Like, they yeah. did achieve that. You know, yeah. They did get a good Because it definitely is a beer. It's not a cider. Yeah, By sure. any means. No, so. it's true. Like, it's not really fair for me to give it a judgment because it is a combination of two things I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, Bring but, your bias. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it props for bridging that gap. Like, okay. it's a good mixture. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I just have to go off of if someone, if I was in the store and someone was like, that looks good, should I get it? Like, what I would say to them. And what okay. I would say is, like, the smell, it, it's little, it smells stale to me. There's, like, a staleness to mm. it. You know, there's a little bit of off-putting... Um, just aroma, mm-hmm. you know. I get a little bit of apple in the in the smell, but it, there's just something weird about it. Maybe some it's, cat. It's and a apple. funky smell. Cat and apple. Yeah, <laughs> a house full of cats with some apples. <laughs> it's like when you're in an apartment building. <laughs> that was crap. So it, with the smell, is immediately when I smelled, it, I was like, oh, okay. And then when I tasted it, I get just mostly um, a sweet apple. Uh, the orange kind of comes through in the aftertaste. I don't taste coriander, and, and the aftertaste isn't long anyway. It's a very short flavor profile. So for me, it's like it doesn't really smell too good. It's it's sweet, and it's a little, and it's kind of apple So that's just not very good for me. So I'm going to second Greg and go with a four. Wow. Yeah. That's I the just, lowest you ever graded, like, an honest beer from the show. Sure. It's just, wow. I'm just not enjoying it. You know? Okay. That's, I'm glad I fair. could be here to witness your disappointment. <laughs> All around. Well, cool. interesting. Cool. All right. Uh, so before we get out of here, blood feud, blood feud, how are we feeling? I'll go first. Okay. Yep. I'm going to say this. Um, I got to pick the rock. Okay. I have seen actual footage from martial arts competitions, black belts, fighting black belts for, gold medals here and it's not as stylish and as cool as you think right it's a lot of flailing and it's not like this super awesome pressure points and all that and you put up someone as small as jason statham against a behemoth like the rock you know david and goliath is a nice romantic story but i think the rock wins okay do you want to take it next you go ahead okay i'll I'll close it out so this is going to be my this is going to be my little precursor to my answer okay so my understanding is that both people know that they're going into this fight against each other, okay? Which yeah, means it's a cage match. Maybe, maybe they give a little bit of time for preparation beforehand. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. I, I'm going to go, my initial thing was The Rock. I'm going to go with Jason Statham because I respect martial arts to the point where, like, it doesn't matter if you are four foot five. 
Yeah. If you know martial arts, you could kick my ass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's not even so much that he would do crazy, like, super awesome drop kicks on The Rock. It would be more like using The Rock's weight against himself. Yeah. And, like, having The Rock hurt himself. Breaking a his lot of... knee and then it's over. Right, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. So, I think that... I, I think it's sort of not my my initial response, but I think that Jason Statham could definitely have a shot at taking the rock. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna have to second that, especially with like the gut wrench. I really just wanted to say, Rock, he's big. Look scary. <laughs> yeah. Look how sweaty he is in these photos. <laughs> he's like a big hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, uh, then you think about it and see just like the athletic ability. Not saying the rock's not athletic. You know, he played but college he's not football. An athlete. Yeah, he, he played college, he played college, college at football, Miami, and he did wrestling. But like he didn't, yeah, you know, he didn't like move his hands, and, like you know, be be able to like do the splits, like Jason Statham. <laughs> and essentially, it just takes a couple of knee shots and whatnot. And Jason Statham being smart enough to not try to get in a slugfest mm-hmm. and avoiding, you know, a big hook from the rocker, even getting grabbed by him. Sure. And I, I think it's Jason Statham's show, especially with the preparation. Now, okay. if they just ran into each other in an alley, I'd say rock I'd all say the way. I'd say probably the rock, yeah. Like, like, you know, close quarters. But if you have an octagon to work around, time to prepare, mm-hmm. Jason Statham all the way. This is funny because we kind of juxtaposed, like, this the rock is the bear. Uh, I know. <laughs> and not only that, not only is the rock the bear, and you guys didn't choose the bear, but once again, I'm the odd man out on this effing decision. I think that you'll get more support from the viewer or from the listeners on your side. Though. Yeah, I think a lot more people are going to choose The Rock. Yeah, so please yeah. email the show, wittybantershow at gmail.com, and let us know what you would think, who would win in a fight, The Rock versus uh, Jason Statham. And we'll end this blood feud, and then we'll start a new one after the results are read. Yay. So that's been episode number 46 of Witty Banter, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, we're going to go ahead and start the, the plug-a-thon. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Witty Banter and hit subscribe. All of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Thank you, everybody, who's been liking it so much. Yeah, we um, had an influx It's been lately. It's a really good way to keep up with the show and, and know when things are being released and all that. We're also on YouTube. Just search Witty Banter uh, episode whatever, and you'll find us. We're going to have a big outpouring of video uploads here pretty soon when I get some time um, over these next couple of weekends to upload them all. I'm sitting on a big backlog. Yeah. Um, also, if you don't have iTunes, you just want to download the MP3, go to wittybantershow.com and you can download all of the files from there. We're on Twitter. Follow us. We're at wittybantershow. I am on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter is at Diesel Dorset. And uh, I, I tweet occasionally at DJ Greggy Greg. Boom. Boom. DJ Greggy Greg. Did you, are you dropping any new singles lately? Um, you know, just just single women. Okay. Oh, I like it. Bringing the whippies. That's the banter right there. They're single now. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Piro pepo. Sweet. Beep, <laughs> 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 <laughs>